2: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire Podcast, I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, the Eagles Wire Managing Editor Glenn Irby checks in and lets us know everything about the Eagles heading into this Sunday's matchup. Plus, we check in with Chiefs Head Coach Andy Reid during his weekly press conference just days after leaving the hospital for precautionary reasons this past Sunday. But first, as always, we start off with Chiefs Wire Managing Editor Charles Goldman. Anything that stood out to you from the loss to the Chargers?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, which official was greasing up the football every time the Chiefs got into the red zone, right? I mean, uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, it's hard not to notice that this team has been turning the football over a lot and, and doing it over the past two games. I mean, four turnovers in a single game with the Chargers, and and then you don't create a single one yourself, you're, you're not going to win many games employing that strategy. So I think it, it's... Um, obviously, they need to fix that, and they need to do it quickly. And for the most part, I think these turnovers have been rather fluky, save for the the Mahomes interceptions. I think that he's um, he's been pressing at times, and he feels he needs to put the team on his back. And, you know, he's trying to... to make some of these plays happen when they're not there and uh, I, I think he needs to kind of take a, a step back and, and reassess on some of those plays the interception he threw you know where he thought that that Kelsey was gonna kind of go outside and kind of threw that up and up and over and Kelsey was going the opposite way and you know that, that kind of really took any chance that the Chiefs had to to win the game off the table so yeah I think you, you got to ask Mahomes to to you know dig deep and and work on those himself and then you know I think the other guys too they you know Clyde obviously back to back fumbles his first career fumble in week 2 and then his second career fumble in week 3 so you know you you want these guys to be hanging on to the football and I think Andy Reid he really said it best you know he said that that they're not having respect for the football that they have to do a better job of respecting the football so think we'll see that this week uh i'd like to see a clean game with no turnovers but but we'll see um looking across to the other side of the ball i think uh big issues with with execution really can be boiled down to poor communication right um you look at some of the tape from last week's game and you know the chiefs are, are struggling ahead of the snap to even get lined up properly and um, I think you saw a lot of the, the newness in the secondary show last week. I mean, Traverius Ward it was out to start the game. Rashad Fenton gets concussed and was out for basically a full half of the game. So you essentially have two new starters in Mike Hughes and DeAndre Baker at corner on the outside. Then you have Jarius Sneed, who's playing nickel, but what, he, he played like nine games at nickel last year? And and that's his first time ever playing nickel too, right? He's never played this position before um, a- until now, until the NFL. So, look, these guys are all still learning the ropes. They're learning to play together. And uh, they're do- having to do it on the fly in these games. And there's going to be some mistakes because of that, especially if these injuries keep up. And, you know, right now it doesn't really look like Rashad Fenton's going to play still in the concussion protocol. And Traverius Ward uh, was limited in practice on Wednesday. So um, it, it, it could be another week where you got a lot of new guys in there and they're really going to have to work and practice this week to ensure that they don't have those same communication breakdowns. And also, I, I'll say this um, I know that Traverius Ward gets a bad rap for some mistakes here and there, but. Gosh, did the Chiefs miss his size against Mike Williams last week? I I mean, Mike Williams, he went, you know, over 100 yards, uh, over 10 receptions, had two touchdowns. And, you know, last season, 2019, Traverius Ward matched up against him most of the time, held him to just two receptions for 76 yards. So I I think that y'all need to put a little respect on Ward's name here and, and recognize that he's an important part of this defense and they're missing him
2: right now. Do you believe the chiefs have dug themselves into a deep hole early to start the season?
0: You know, I don't think it's really anything they can't dig themselves out of. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've seen them during the Andy Reid era handle worse adversity than, than what they're currently going through. Uh, they started with a uh, what one in five record in 2015 and then rattled off 10 straight wins to end the season to go to the playoffs. I, I mean, it, as far as the AFC West is concerned, they don't really have much breathing room right now. I mean, that could change if some other teams start dropping games, but uh, let's be real. The Raiders and Broncos don't exactly have the most difficult of schedules uh, ahead of them. So, uh, the Chiefs, they're going to have to get some wins against the Raiders, the Broncos, the next game against the Chargers, if they're going to gain any ground in the division. That's going to be tough. Uh, but They've been in each of these past two games that they've lost. It, somehow they've been in them. I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They didn't really have any business being in the game against the Chargers, given the 4-0 turnover differential. But That just shows you that this team's sticking around. They're not. They're not going to go out without a fight. They're not going to go quietly and once they get their footing, I still think they're the team to beat in the AFC. They've just got to uh, put their best foot forward, get some uh, good good practices in, and and uh, really they just need to get that first win out of the way. Hopefully it's this week in Philly. Uh, it, it, it's, it'll be looking pretty grim if it's not.
2: <laughs> what should the Chiefs expect from Josh Gordon after reportedly signing him to the practice squad?
0: Well, yeah, it's not uh, not reportedly now. He is signed to the practice squad. He was out at practice on Wednesday. I think a lot of people are telling Chiefs fans to temper their expectations given Gordon's history, but uh, I'm happy to drive the hype train on this one. This guy is still a freakishly talented football player, 6'3", uh, 225 pounds, and he runs like a 4'3", 4'4", 40-yard dash. He's only 30 years old, and he hasn't played a lot of football lately, so he still has some tread on the tires there. Um, And just seeing some of the videos from practice on Wednesday, he's in great shape, his route running looks crisp, his hands were solid. I I just think the big questions right now are can Gordon grasp the playbook quickly and can he build any sort of a repertoire with Patrick Mahomes on the fly? Now, if you can do those two things, I, I think you could see him elevated via standard elevation as early as next week. I mean, they're playing the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. That's a must-win game for Kansas City right now. If you lose to the Ravens, Chargers, and the Bills all by Week 5, well, it's going to make some things really tough in the AFC playoff picture. So, I mean, I, look, is Gordon going to solve all their problems? Obviously not. But this this is a talented football player. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, an asset on the outside uh, he can win in one-on-one coverage, which is something that, that Patrick Mahomes mentioned twice um, during his media availability the other day. So I think that's something that they were looking for, something that they wanted, something that they emphasized. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to help out in the red zone, too. That's a lot of size. You know, you can throw the ball up to him. You can use use that big frame to box defenders out. Uh, I, I think that this is going to add a different element to the offense that they've been missing They've been lacking since Sammy Watkins, really, um, since he was healthy and in his prime with KC, and I think I think it's going to be a home run.
2: Who do you believe needs to play better in week four versus Philadelphia?
0: I feel like uh, Lucas N'yang. He had his first bad game, but going up against an athletic freak like Joey Bosa all day, that's going to happen. Um, Byron Pringle and Marcus Kemp they struggled with drops last week so they're definitely on my needs to play better radar um, who else? I, I think the defense collectively, I mean they need to do a better job rushing the passer they only have 32 pressures on the year and, and four of them are sacks uh, w- with the injuries to the secondary right now I'm really looking for for that defensive line group to step up and find a way to pressure Jalen Hurts this week They shouldn't have problems doing that, given the injuries that the Eagles are facing on the offensive line. Starting right guard out, starting left guard out, um, left tackle didn't participate in practice. You got two other uh, offensive linemen, Jason Kelsey and uh, uh, another uh, interior offensive lineman. Or no, excuse me, Lane Johnson, actually, even, uh, who were limited in practice. So these guys, are they're beat up on the offensive line, right? This should be a, a, an area where the Chiefs can exploit. But that's supposed to be the case against the Ravens too, right? They had Ronnie Stanley out, had a couple of the interior guys out. So I, I'm i not going to hold my breath on that. I, they need to do better. Will they do better? Who knows? I, I'm just not sure that the Chiefs are talented enough at that position group right now as it stands to be able to to take full advantage of that. But, yeah, they need to play better.
2: And as always, are there any particular stories from Chiefs Wire you would like to highlight from the past week?
0: Yeah, we have tons up on the website so far this week. It has been one of the busiest uh, weeks in recent memory. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff uh, looking at what has gone wrong so far on the offense and defense for Kansas City, contributing to the first loss, the first two losses, excuse me. Uh, I feel like we've done an exceptional job covering the addition of Josh Gordon so far. But, uh, I mean, there's just a ton of of unique content about him, you know, joining practice squad, joining team, what have you. Uh, We've got a lot of preview content coming in the next few days for the upcoming game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of that. As always, we appreciate you guys participating, uh, be it social media, reading on the website, tuning into the show every week. We couldn't do it all without you. You know what we say once we get to this part, don't you? Go Chiefs!
3: Uh, I appreciate everything you did you know uh, kind of respecting the situation um, I'm feeling great first of all and uh, it's good to be back and we're just getting on with get on with business as as usual here so uh, but all's good and I do I do respect you for what you did and I also respect the people that that uh, Tended to me during that time it was it was they were top-notch and you know, so with that um, as far as the practice today goes um, Richard Fenton uh, is in the concussion protocol. He, uh he won't practice um, he, he won't practice today, so we'll just see how he does here over the next few days everybody else will practice in some form today and um, and get ourselves ready to play against a good Philly team so um, we know they're very talented and we've got to put in a good week of work and and make sure that we uh, fix some of the issues that we've had over the last couple games we, we need to take care of so um, our guys are aware of it um, and we're gonna work to fix that and at the same time get ready for this uh, this good football team anyways with that time and what, uh, what's the plan for Josh Gordon and where was the need when you guys set uh, up for, for three side Yeah. So, listen. I mean, Brett. Brett always keeps his eyes open uh, for for good players. Josh is a good player. I think we all know that. Um, and he's worked hard on his situation um, and making sure it was right. He's been reinstated by the league, which I thought was important, an important step. <coughs> and um, and so we welcome aboard. He'll um, be. Working on the practice squad and doing, uh, you know, seeing where he's at football-wise. So um, nothing immediate, but we'll just see see where he's at and what he what he can do. Um, Take it from there. What's a reasonable expectation, time frame for when a guy who hasn't played football in two years now can sort of get himself in the football shape, learn what you're doing, and and, and maybe help you out? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, he, you know, I. He's pretty, um, he's an honest guy, uh, tells you, you know, he's easy to talk to. And so I addressed, I asked him about that part. And, you know, it's going to take a few, you know, it's going to take a while. But he's probably not going to play this weekend, <laughs> if that's what you want to know. So, um, but we'll see, just see how it goes over the next week or two and see where he's at.
2: And bringing in into, into town, like Josh, uh, what does that do for a receiver room? Does it raise everyone's level of like
3: yeah listen i mean we've got a, a great receiving room and um and so um'm this is just another addition to it, and he's been such a good player, so any anytime that you can add somebody like that of that quality, you try to do it within reason and you know that's where that's where we're at with it. we'll just see how how it goes but yeah i'm I'm sure it raises everybody's awareness that he's there they they all know that he's he's a good player, so it's just a matter of getting back in the swing of things, and he seems like a good guy, so I don't think the chemistry will be, uh, disrupted at all. He
0: hasn't been able to finish the season yet <clears throat> because of his off the field things that he's had go on. What's your confidence level that what you guys can provide for him here will, will be a, a, a safe place for him to be able to make it all the way through a year? Yeah,
3: so he's had, you know, he's had a, a great eight months here of, uh, taking care of business, and, <clears throat> and so I, you know, the league obviously, understands that he's a good guy um he had his issues and he's he's working on that so um you know uh you know everybody's given you know deserves an opportunity to at least trying to do the right thing so yeah.
0: what about your place Makes you, you feel like you guys are maybe a better place for them than some others in that
3: regard well we, i mean we always saw kansas city in general just uh it's a great place to to live and Great fan base and so on, so you have support. Um, as long as you're doing the right things, you have support. Uh,
2: I'm first, first glad certainly that, that you're feeling better. I'm wondering if there's anything you can, or I guess I should say, would be willing to share about what happened after the game and just how you're feeling.
3: Yeah, I probably just skip that. I, you know, um, I'll just say I'm not much on talking about all that stuff. I, um, Wish it would have never happen, but it did, and I'm moving on, you know. But I feel great, and I appreciate the doctors for taking care of me. I mean, you know, they're, they're phenomenal.
2: Hey, Glenn, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Do you think the Eagles believe that they are contenders in the NFC
1: East? I think when you're talking about the NFC East, it's a situation where the Eagles aren't that good, but the division isn't really that good as well. So you have Jalen Hurts, you have weapons in Miles Sanders when he's used, you have a strong offensive line that, you know, when healthy can be among the top five. So I think in turn this season, you had a situation where Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, and the coaching staff felt like this was a team that if some things went their way and they got certain breaks, that they could win the division. Now, I'm not sure with the way the Cowboys are running the ball and the way Kellen Moore's play calling has improved. And with Dak Prescott back, I don't, I don't really necessarily think that they can win the division this year. But I think the idea was that with a strong offensive and defensive line, a solid quarterback, good foundation on the back ends, a number one wide receiver they could possibly sneak and, and and win the division if everything went their way.
2: Who are the key players on defense?
1: The key players on defense are, of course, Brandon Graham, who's out for the season with an Achilles injury. I think at defensive end, you'll have guys like Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett try to fill in. Milton Williams did a solid job last week against the Cowboys, but he's a rookie. You'll look for Javon Hargrove and Fletcher Cox to man the middle. I think for the Eagles to have any success this weekend, they'll need to be able to contain Travis Kelsey. You have Gennard Avery at the same linebacker position, but he's more of a blitzer. It'll be on Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, Rodney McLeod if he's healthy, Anthony Harris, people like that to tune in to where Kelsey is while still trying to keep up with my homes, Tyreek Hill and things like that. You know, at cornerback, you have Darius Slay, Stephen Nelson, Avante Maddox in the slot. Everything behind that is young and inexperienced. And I think that's where the problem lies on Sunday as well.
2: Okay. How about the key players on offense?
1: The key players on offense for the Eagles in week four starts with Jalen Hurts. You know, everything starts and begins with the quarterback. He'll have to be more consistent this week. Running back Miles Sanders only had two carries in week three. Look for Nick Sirianni and offensive coordinator Shane Steichen to make it. an an advanced attempt to to give him at least 20 plus carries this week to basically even out the run pass ratio. At wide receiver, Devontae Smith will look to break out after his opening week one performance. He struggled the last few weeks. Jalen Rager looked for the Eagles to target Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard in a matchup of three of the NFL's, you know, high profile tight ends as well.
2: And lastly, what is your prediction for the game?
1: predictions for sunday the chiefs need to win bad as they've dropped two straight for the first time since 2019 they enter this week in a good spot coming to philadelphia against a team looking to find their offensive identity the eagles were on a short week just gave up 41 points to the cowboys and now face a patrick mahomes and the chief offense that's angry and looking to get things right in the afc east i like the chiefs going away 35-22
2: I would like to take a moment to thank Glenn Irby from Eagles Wire for stopping by and giving us all the details on the Eagles heading into this week's matchup. And as always, a reminder to make sure you're following us on social media at the Chiefs Wire on Twitter and uh, share your thoughts on what's going on with the Chiefs this week. Thank you for tuning in to the Chiefs Wire podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Catch us next week.